Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Be Still and Run. I am your host, Ali Ann, and today we are going to talk about what the biggest waste of time is and what you think it might be, but it's really not. So the title is The Biggest Waste of Time is Not What You Think. Uh, I really, really enjoyed being able to learn what this was. I didn't exactly realize it at the time it was happening, but over time, God has been really showing me that social media is not what we are wasting our time on. And there's actually a deeper, um, what do you, what do you call that? A deeper, uh, problem behind it. That's, it's not, social media is not the culprit. It's the reason why you're looking at the social media. So I wanted to just really share with you some of the things God has been showing me about why we waste our time and how we can fix it. So I hope you guys enjoy. The biggest waste of time is not what you think. So I know in the 21st century, or I'm assuming that's what century we're in. I I get so confused with those, but a lot of times social media is what we think sucks our time or entertainment such as movies or games or whatever we feel like that is what really is sucking out our time and that's actually not the case what god has been showing me is that the biggest waste of time for a christian is actually drum roll please worry we worry so much that we end up losing motivation or we worry so much because we don't know what we should be doing so we can't make decisions or we worry because of fear which is the biggest one and fear stifles creativity it creates us to be frozen or stuck in a position or constantly running away so like a flight or fight mode and actually it actually creates cortisol in our bodies so then our bodies will respond to the way we're feeling as well so it will also be in a constant state of stress which declines your health and then you're stuck using all of your time trying to feel better or sleeping because you feel like that's what's going to fix your problem when in reality most likely it's because we are worrying which at the root of worry is fear. Fear of man, fear of the future, fear of the unknown, the uncertainty, fear of failure, of not being able to make a decision that's correct, or fear of making the wrong decision, fear of death, you name it. It's There's so many different fears out there, and what Scripture points to is that Fear is not of God, it is of Satan, and that is what he uses to control people to do his will, whereas love is the opposite, and that love is what God uses to control the people, or not control, God doesn't control, he He encourages, he uses love to encourage us to do what is right, whereas fear, literally, we, most of the time we have no choice if we give in to it, so Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
So I never really understood this passage till God took me through valleys of anxiety. And as I cleared up, as I was taking care of other issues in my life, other sin problems, and um, really taking care of like realizing who I am in Christ, realizing who God is, and realizing what he wants me to do on this earth, realizing what is most important on earth, I started realizing that I actually worry and have a lot more fear than I thought I did. And at first, I really just thought that it was increasing, like I was, I had more anxiety and more fear. But what I was realizing that it was actually just more visible and more noticed because I didn't have all these other issues covering them up. So what God's been showing me that there is a lot of band-aids we use to cover up our anxiety. So we will either dwell on things that could go wrong, which in our minds, this gives us, it prepares us for what could go wrong. And so then we think we're more better prepared to handle it. Or we overthink things and we try to come up with all the scenarios of, what could go wrong or what could go right and what would happen if we went this way and what would happen if we went that way. And so then that is like our comfort zone. If we come up with all these things and hopefully we'll make a better decision or we make no decision at all when in reality we're forgetting that by making no decision, we are making a decision not to make a decision. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> um, Another cover-up for anxiety is fantasy on how we wish things would go. I, God was showing me a while ago that when I fantasize, it's like a false hope. It gives me a false hope of, oh, this is possible. And God was showing me my hope needs to be in God and who He is and how powerful He is rather than thinking about how it could happen and imagining it and be like oh this is this is possible and so that was one of my biggest things my biggest cover-ups for anxiety or we can watch mind-numbing movies or spend time on social media looking and comparing ourselves to other people's lives which is very very difficult to handle because I know some people that really they really will try to make their life picture perfect and nobody's life is picture perfect. <laughs> um, like social media has really made it to where we try and cover up who we really are. And so spending time with social media kind of gives us a break, just like the movies do, away from reality and what we're worried about and what's going on in our lives. Or, this is really hard, but I realized that to cover up anxiety, it's possible to tear down others and to make others look bad so that we feel better about ourselves and so we feel better about our situations. And that is really sad to realize that, but a lot of times that's the case. And so I've really really been convicted multiple times of when I will even unconsciously I'll say something to somebody and I'll be like wait what what is the point in doing that and I just kind of realize it makes me feel better about my life by pointing a finger or making a point 
that somebody should change something. And then another one I found was we dwell on the negatives of life. So we think that, not we think, but I think our subconscious thinks that if we dwell on the negatives of life, that somehow fixes our problems. And so that was, that was something that I was like, okay, that's just totally seems backwards. So just thinking in your own life of what, what you worry about, and then maybe kind of as you go throughout your day, when you realize that you're doing something that you don't really enjoy or that doesn't really need to be done, ask yourself why you are doing that. And then kind of just let God speak to you about what what you're thinking, what's going on in your heart. Because we create beliefs in our heart by thoughts that we have repeated to ourselves. So have you repeatedly told yourself that you're not good enough to do what you really want to do? Or somebody will think funny of you or think wrongly of you if you do what you really want to do? Or just anything like that. And a lot of times, just as a side note, I have noticed that the people who think downly of, or downly, (laughs) the people who think down on you or talk bad to you, most of them are probably just jealous because they wish their life was like that. And, but there is also some people who are genuinely concerned and have um, uh, have counsel that they actually wisely want to share with you. And so it's not just that people are looking down on you. It's that they're trying to make themselves feel better by making you look bad in their eyes. So... I think there's actually a verse in scripture where David was like encouraging people not to listen to everybody's conversations lest you overhear them talking about you. And I really think that is very important to when other people are talking about you to take it to God and then leave it there because a lot of times what they're saying is not really what they're thinking. They have just used that as a band-aid to cover up how they're really feeling. So try to remember that the next time you either overhear somebody talking about you or um, false rumors that are being spread or just whatever. But that was a long side note. <laughs> so um, I forget why I went on that side note anyway. I think I was at the last we dwell in the negatives of life. And oh, I had encouraged you guys, that's what it was, to... The next time you're wasting time and you know you're wasting time, you know you're doing something you don't really want to be doing, you'd rather be doing something else, just sit there and ask yourself in prayer why you're doing this and what you would rather be doing and why you're not doing what you'd rather be doing and kind of just journal about that and pray about it. So what I have noticed to help us not waste time is to do exactly what Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, and that's to pray about everything and give thanks in everything. I have noticed that when I pray about something, some things happen 
to where I'd never been able to explain it. But as I pray about it, I will literally sometimes be crying about something. And then at the end of the prayer, I'll be like thanking God and I'll tell him, okay, I can trust you a little bit longer or whatever. But there's something about praying with him just that totally transforms my mind and helps me to be able to focus on what really matters and helps me to be able to make decisions. It gives me a clearer head. It God is able to give me time to do what he wants me to do, which is huge since we're talking about time. Um, I noticed that the more I was struggling with time and trying to demand my time from others, that the less time I really had because I was so focused on it, I don't think I was realizing how much time I really had. So then I was worried about not having time and I noticed I was on social media more or I was just kind of wasting time doing other things that didn't really matter or that I didn't necessarily want to be doing. And so I think God then would open my eyes when I was praying to realize I had more time than I really did or what I really thought. And then praying about something also has helped me be able to be okay with whatever happens because I know God has my back. Um, Going back to what I had said last week about how important time is, and I mentioned how God would always ask me, does this really matter? And I would eventually just realize, okay, this doesn't really matter. And God was showing me what really mattered. And so that was a priority of mine. And if I can stay focused on that priority, then I seem to be able to handle things that come a lot better. And the more I focus on him, the more I am able to realize the things around me. My eyes feel like, I feel like my eyes are open to see things that I wouldn't normally see if I was focused on others or focused on myself or focused even on what he wants me to be doing. I've noticed it's, it's really, the mind has to be focused on one thing. And there's something about when we focus on Christ, we have a clearer head to be able to focus on other things. It must be like Christ in us. You know, we're focusing on Christ, so Christ focuses on other things through us. (laughs) I don't know however that works. So, yeah, I would just encourage you guys to really sit down the next time you are wanting to waste time and ask yourself, why am I doing this? This is, of course, if you applied the other three steps from last week of asking yourself, does this really matter? Asking yourself, what does God really want me to do in this life? And then let me go back and figure out what it was before I say what it was. And then realizing what time is, how important time is, and realizing that it Satan wants to steal that because it's such a big resource for you to be able to do what God wants you to do. So I will leave you guys with that. And I can't wait to dive into next year's topics, which is so exciting. Um, I wrote a devotional that I'm really hoping to get published, but I guess that God wants me to put that to the side right now as I work on the 
book I've been wanting to get out to you guys, which is called The Simplicity of Christianity, Running in the Will of God. Um, but the devotional I really wanted to, since there is 12 basics to a Christian runner's life, divide that and talk about one each month and really dive into it and really focus on it because I think they are so important and it's all of the Christian runner's life is based on it. So I'm really excited to be diving into those topics next year. It will be season three. I can't believe that it has been so long since I've started this podcast and how many episodes I've actually gotten out to you guys, which seems impossible since I struggle with my time so much. But God's been helping me schedule. My mom has been a huge help. Shout out to her for helping me schedule. And then also shout out to my sister, which has been my design graphic, my graphic designer. <laughs> said that backwards. Um, but I, both of them have been a blessing and I'm sure will continue to be a blessing as I move forward with this and really hope to be able to share more with you guys. So I love you and I will see you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Be Still and Run. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I am hoping to be able to publish a podcast episode every week in the upcoming um, months and weeks and whatever happens, but I really enjoy being able to talk about the topic instead of just write about it, and so I feel like this is more of what I was created to do, be more of a talker, which really... I'm sure has been a relief to some of my friends and family because I don't talk as much since a lot of it is on here. <laughs> and so being introverts, some of them, I'm sure that's, they really appreciate that. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to another episode and don't be afraid to reach out and I will leave my email in the description as well as the link to the blog post to be able to take action in the challenge I gave for today. And um, so you can stay tuned for the upcoming devotional and the book, The Simplicity of Christianity, which the more I talk about it, the more I really want to start writing it. And I am just stoked to be able to share it with you guys because I think it'll be a lot of fun if not a lot of fun to read, then a lot of fun to write. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it as much as I do. Thank you again, and I will see you next week.